Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Exodus 15. We continue our talk today or our teaching on the subject of healing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, we are living in very unusual times. And the Bible says that men's heart will fail them because of the things that are coming upon the world. And, and we are beginning to see it. And this pandemic of, 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 of COVID-19 is a typical example of that. When the Bible says men's heart fail them, it's also talking about uh, it's loss of courage. We're talking about global, worldwide lockdown. People are locked down, locked out in their homes. They won't venture out because of the fear of a virus. And so this is one time when we need to know what Christ has made available to us in redemption so that our hearts will not fail us. It takes courage to live in these days, in these last days. And this is one time when we have to know what exactly did Christ make available to us? What did he go and do for us at the cross? And is healing part of what Christ did for us at the cross? Can we trust the word of God today for deliverance from all these things? Is the word of God applicable today? It is applicable. And if we can exercise faith in the word of God, we can begin to find deliverance from all these things. God has already provided a way out. And uh, the more we get to know it by looking at the word of God, the more we'll have that courage to confront our life circumstances. So in these unusual times, one of the best things you can do is to listen to what God has to say on this subject of healing and health. And you'll find out that there's great deliverance for us in Christ Jesus. Exodus 15, 25 to 26. Let's read it. Exodus 15, 25 to 26. That's the scripture we've been using for a while. We saw that that is the basis upon which God provided healing for the old covenant saints. And uh, we are serving God under a better covenant. And why should it be called a better covenant? If not that the provision is better in the new covenant. Why is it that God provided healing for people under the old covenant? And then he calls the new covenant a better covenant and then denies us of healing. That wouldn't be a better covenant. No. It's better because it's working better for us now. Amen. That's why it's a better covenant. You see, healing is for today. God provided healing for the old covenant saints. And we see that in Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, 26. Uh, let's look at it. Uh, that's where we've been, we've been uh, talking for a while. Uh, verse 25, let's read from verse 25. So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast into them the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now I explained that word tree for you, you know, in the last teaching. And then uh, there he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. So I'm going to major on this word, statute and ordinance today. Now, we've understood from the last message, uh, and those of you that are listening from my podcast and other places, I would advise you go and get my other uh, message on the subject of uh, of, of healing, the, the, the one before this. 
Covenant of Healing and Health. You will find my explanation on that subject of a tree. Uh, we understand what that tree means. We see that that tree was a foreshadow, was foreshadowing Christ at the cross. You see, that's why 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our own sins in his body on the tree. He's talking about that cross, referring to that cross on the tree. And uh, I explained that word tree for us last time, why the Bible uses the word tree in the New Covenant, even though it was a cross. I explained that perfectly for you so that you would understand it. Now, the Bible says he showed, he pointed at the tree to Moses. He showed him the cross in a distance. And on the basis of that, he gave them this ordinance and this statute. In other words, healing under the Old Covenant was a promissory note. It was based on the coming Christ. You see, and I've explained that to you, that uh, it was a promissory note. God has simply allowed them to draw from what was still not yet available. It was still coming in the future. And yet God said, if you will obey me, if you will listen to me, I'll let you draw from it before even it's made available. And I explained that with the, with the, uh, with the uh, imagery of a very wealthy man, maybe a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos of our, of our times, if he promises me and talks to my bank and says, no, in one year's time or in two years' time, I'll put $1 million in uh, Dr. Idolo's account. And then uh, my bank can be so gracious to me and says, no, we know this man will honor his word. We know this man will keep his word. And so before even he puts that money in the account, we've already got documentation. We've got his signature. We've got his, his uh, personal seal. Everything is written for us. We have it. We know the money is coming. He's a man of his word. He's not going to renege on his word. Yet now, Dr. Idola would allow you before two years, before he comes, before the money is actually deposited, will allow you to draw from it. So that's what God did for Israel. He showed Moses the cross. It was not yet available under the old covenant. And yet, he showed Moses the cross and said, look, the cross is coming. Christ is going to be there soon. Uh, in the distant future, he's going to be there and he's going to bear the, the sins of mankind and the sicknesses of mankind. Yet, on the basis of the fact that, that that cross will surely happen, I will allow Israel to draw from it. So that's why he made this provision for them. He said, now let's go back there and read it. He said, so he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And verse 26 says, If you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his ears and in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. You see, we have a double provision here. It says, if you get sick, I will heal you. And yet, if you are obedient to my laws and keep my commandments, in fact, I will keep these sicknesses and these diseases away from you. In other words, you will be free from them. You will be healthy. And we have seen that the basis of that provision is the cross. You see, that's why it's very funny for us to say, God healed people under the old covenant, and then in the new covenant, doesn't heal people anymore. That, that, is, that, is not, that doesn't make any sense, because the basis of the healing, all the healings that took place under the old covenant, was because the cross was coming. Now, how much more should we enjoy this provision of healing and health now that the cross has been as, as, is an, is, is a reality, is a fact? Christ has already been to the cross. The promise has been cashed. It has been honored. God has honored that promise. Jesus has gone to the cross. 
And so on the basis of that, much more can we be healed in the new covenant than they were healed under the old covenant. That's why it's called a better covenant. You see, because it works better now. The cash is already in the bank. And when, if the bank could allow you to draw from it when the money was not there, how much more will they allow you to draw from it when the money is actually there in the bank? You see, when the money is there in the bank, then it should be easier for you. You just go there, take what belongs to you. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has been to the cross and he's already honored that promise. And healing is part of the new covenant uh, dispensation. Healing for everybody is available to everyone who will put their faith in Jesus Christ. So healing belongs to us in these days of COVID-19 and these other horrible diseases. Let us realize that they've already been taken care of at the cross of Calvary. Let us realize that Christ has taken upon himself our sicknesses. He's been afflicted with it. Every foreseeable condition that was coming upon the world, Christ dealt with it at the cross. It's not a limited redemption. It's an unlimited redemption. Everything, every sickness and every disease, if you look at the Galatians 3, 13, verse 14, it says every sickness and every disease, uh, sorry, Galatians 3, 13, 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a cause for us. For his written curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Now, what is the curse of the law? You go to Galatians, you go to Deuteronomy 28, start reading from verse 16 down, you will see the curses. And in that curse, the Bible says, even every sickness and disease, even those that are not mentioned in the Bible, they are part of the curse. And Christ has redeemed us from all, from all of them. So COVID-19, coronavirus, they are all not mentioned in the Bible, but yet they are part of the curse. It's the curse of the law. And we are redeemed from them by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we can take the word of God and believe the word of God, trust the word of God, exercise faith in the word of God. And we know that when we do that, God will honor his word and we can be healed. Amen. So we don't need to live in fear of all these things. We don't need to live in fear of all these things. We can have courage to live our lives victoriously in this last year because we know that provision has been made for us. Amen. Now let's look at uh, that scripture. I want to look at that word, ordinance and statute. Those two words, I want to look at them first and foremost. They are very important words. He said, the Bible says, there he made an ordinance and, uh, and it, sorry, he made for them a statute and an ordinance and there he tested them. Amen. Now let's look at that word. The Bible says he made a, a, first he made a statute for them. Let's look at the meaning of that word. First is statute. And they look at it. That word means to, uh, it says he made a statute for them and an, and an ordinance. That word statute means to, is to build a wall around something, to circumscribe something that is so valuable. You see, something is so important, so valuable, and yet you don't want it to, you don't want it to be, to go missing, you don't want it to be mishandled, therefore you build a wall around it to protect it. You see, that's what God was doing. He was protecting. He says he built, by giving them the law, he was protecting something, the plan of redemption. That's what he was doing. By building that law, that law around the subject of healing, he was telling Israel, here is my law. Here are the laws. If you keep my laws, if you keep my statutes, if you keep my ordinances, I will make sure that you don't get sick. I will keep the sickness and disease away. So you tend to misunderstand that statement by thinking that God was saying to them that 
you must merit your healing. No, God was not telling them to merit his healing. No, it wasn't merit. We can never merit anything from God. You see, you can never get to a point where you say, God is telling you now, end your healing for me. That's the reason why many people misunderstand God. They look at uh, God with that Old Testament lenses and many times we misunderstand him. When you look at a scripture like you, you think that God was telling them to end their healing, to merit their healing by keeping the law. When you keep your law and you do well, you know, reminds me of uh, uh, the school where uh, our son attends, where you have you end merit points. You have good behavior, you end good points. You get merits. If you, you have bad behavior, you get demerits. And at the end of the day, they total all your merits and they total your demerits. And they say, no, you've been a bad boy. If you have much more uh, demerits, then you get punished. But that's not what the law was about. You see, God was not telling Israel to end their healing. He was just telling them that, well, these people were not yet redeemed. These people were, were sinners by nature. So because the plan of redemption was not yet fully executed, he put that law around the subject to protect that plan of redemption so that Israel will not have it all messed up. You see, it's just like uh, the same thing. We go back to that same illustration again of the of the of the money in the bank now suppose the money comes into the bank uh, suppose that promise is given to to, to 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 me by jeff bezos or by bill gates or by uh, uh, warren buffett the money the promise is made then the bank tells me that listen the money is not yet there in the account but we will allow you to draw from it but now the bank realizes that this guy he has a tendency to be irresponsible we would like him to draw from it, but we are going to put limits on it. Can you see what I'm saying? And we are going to put certain conditions on it. We will let you draw from it, but these are the conditions upon which you will uh, draw from it. We'll make sure that you, 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 if you're a student, you're going to your school regularly, you, you stay as a student. If you drop out of school, you stop drawing these funds. You see, so they are putting conditions on because they know if they just allow me unlimited access to that, money uh, it will be uh, before i know it in within a few days or months i'll i will draw everything and i'll be back again in a mess so the bank can put conditionalities around the drawing of the you can say here are the conditions if you meet these conditions we'll let you draw before the money is made available so that was what god did with the law he gave conditionalities to the children of israel because redemption was not yet a fact redemption was not yet a reality and yet Israel, the Israelites being sinners by nature, they will have a tendency to be dis to disregard the laws of God. They will have a tendency to just break the laws of God and get the plan of redemption into a complete mess. That's why God put those laws around them. I said, okay, now I'll let you people draw from it before the time, but here are the conditions. Here are my laws, here are my statutes, here are my, my commandments. Keep them. Not that he was telling them to end their healing. No, he was telling them you keep these laws, you keep my commandments, I will let you draw from the provision of healing before Christ goes to the cross. You see, so that's one of the reasons why every time Israel broke that law, sickness hit them like, like a tornado. Every time they stepped out of that law and violated the laws of God, sickness hit them like, 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 like they never knew. And they quickly realized, oh, we, have, we are in violation of the laws of God. And they quickly ran back in repentance back to God. You see, that was the reason for that. Because God was protecting the plan of redemption before uh, 
Christ would actually come. He was because Israel was the, the womb. Let's put it that way. Israel was the womb through which the Messiah will come into this world. And God was trying to keep them separate until such a time when Christ, through the womb of Israel, will come into the world and effect redemption for the rest of the world. That's the reason why it was such a strict law, such a strict ordinance. Uh, God was protecting the plan of, of redemption for you and for me and for all mankind. In other words, he was doing it with a view to the larger uh, redemption, which would include all mankind. So the Bible says that, the Bible says there, he, he, he made for, for them what? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute, and I'm talking about that word statute now. It was that, that wall of protection around the wall of the law, the commandments, the, stat, the ordinances of God, the, 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 all those things that God placed there under the old covenant. God used it as a wall around Israel. And by, that, by doing that, it was a wall around the plan of redemption until Christ would come and Christ would then pay the price for our transgression. So that was the reason why God put those strict conditions there. Not that he was telling them to merit their healing. No, nobody can ever merit anything from God. There is nobody in this world, nobody that is of such a perfect character that could merit anything from God. The only person that ever walked the surface of this earth that lived a sinless, spotless, flawless life is Jesus Christ himself. And so God never gave healing to anybody in answer as like a reward for their, uh, for their flawless character. No, he wasn't telling them to merit their healing. He was simply telling them, I'll let you draw from the, from the provision before it comes if you guys will obey me follow my instructions, do what I want you to do, and stay sanctified and separate as a people. Then I'll let you draw from that provision before Christ makes it available to all mankind. Now let's look at Galatians chapter 3, 19 to 20. Galatians 3, 19 to 20. Galatians 3, verse 19. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed shall come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of the mediator. That mediator there is referring to the Levitical priesthood. Amen. Now, let's look at verse 22. But the scripture, that is the law, has confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Christ Jesus might be given to all those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law, kept for the faith which afterwards should be re revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So he's telling you, telling us exactly what God was doing there when he says he made there a statute for them. You see, he says that the law we were kept under God, circumscribed within the law. That was how God was protecting, he was protecting the promise, he was protecting, keeping them as a people 
until such a time when Christ will come because Israel was the womb through which Christ will come into this world. And God was keeping them, knowing the kind of people they were. They needed something that will keep them uh, separate from the rest of the world. And so God was telling them, listen now, here, are my, here is my law, here are my commandments. If you keep within this law, you keep within these commandments, you can draw from that provision of healing before Christ uh, will, will come. And so that was the purpose of the law. Now, not that God was telling them to merit. Nobody ever merited anything from God. God was not telling them to merit their healing. He was simply protecting the plan of redemption until such a time when Christ will come into the world and then uh, go to the cross, take upon himself our sins, and make now healing available to all mankind through grace. Amen. Now, let's look at, um, we've looked at that. Uh, let's look at Psalm 1, 2, 1, 5 to 6. Psalm 1, 2, 1, 5 to 6. So that, uh, so we see now that that law, and when I talk about the law, I'm not just talking about all the commandments and the, the ordinances of God. The law also included the Levitical priesthood. That's why it says that the law was given in the hand of the mediator. So the Levitical priesthood was also part and parcel of that law. And so let's look at Psalm 1, Psalm 121, 5 to 6. Psalm 121, 5 to 6. We need to move a bit faster. Psalm 121, 5 to 6. The Lord, is our, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Think about it. That's the scripture. It's, thinking about, it's talking about people under the law. It said, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. Now, that word shade also, you can look at it as an umbrella. So, it's talking about an umbrella of protection. That's, how, that's what God did for Israel. Under that law, he provided for Israel an umbrella of protection. And he says that the Lord is your shade upon your right hand. You're carrying that umbrella on your right hand. He said the Lord is your umbrella of protection. But the handle for that umbrella was in their hands. And you say amen. So even though God was the, had provided for them an umbrella of protection, the handle for that umbrella was in their hands. Are, are, you, are you following me? The handle was in their hands. So if I, if I give you an umbrella to you and it's raining... And you don't hold that umbrella up with your hand. What happens? You're going to be, you're going to be, the rain is going to come on you. So God was saying that, the, well, I am your protection, but it's up to you. The, you are the one holding the handle. That was what God did for Israel. It was up to them. They were the ones that had to keep that umbrella of protection hoisted. And one of the things that that umbrella of protection protected them from was sickness and disease. But the handle was in their hands. It wasn't with, on God, in God's side. The handle was not in heaven. God was not the one handling the, the, the handle of the umbrella in heaven. The, um, the handle of that umbrella was in the hands of the people. It was up to them to keep that umbrella held up and keep it, stay under that umbrella of protection and then therefore be free from the sicknesses and diseases. But if they did not hold on to that umbrella of protection and, and then let, that, that, uh, let down the umbrella, then the sickness and disease will come upon them. That's why it says that the Lord 
is the shield upon your right hand. He's talking about the umbrella of protection. But he says it's in your right, it's in your hands. It's not, it was not in God's hands. It was up to Israel to decide. By obeying God, they will be protected from these sicknesses and these diseases. And by disobeying God, then this, the, 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 the sickness and the disease will come upon them. So that, that was what God did for Israel. As we look at Exodus 15, 25 to 26, God was providing an umbrella of protection for them. That says, that's why it says he made for them a statute and an ordinance. God was telling them the basis upon which they will be protected from the sicknesses of Egypt or the sicknesses of Egypt being a type of the world, the sicknesses of this world. So we see number one, it was an umbrella of protection. But the basis of that protection, the basis of that umbrella of protection was the cross. What Christ was going to do for us at the cross. That's why God allowed them to draw. On the basis of that, he gave them that umbrella of protection. We still have that umbrella of protection today because if, if Old Testament saints could have an umbrella of protection on the basis of a cross that had not yet been a reality, how much more should we be under that umbrella of protection? So we have that umbrella of divine protection from these sicknesses and these diseases that are going on in the world today, including this notorious condition called COVID-19. God has made a protection for us. We have an umbrella of protection made available to us in Christ Jesus. And so you can look at Psalm 121 and read it as if it's applicable to your life today. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. It goes on to say that no evil shall afflict you. No evil shall afflict you. No evil shall afflict you. Uh, that includes sickness and disease. It will not come upon you if you stay under this umbrella of protection. So we can believe God for that. We can trust God for it. That we have an umbrella of protection today on the basis of the shed blood of Jesus Christ from this condition, these sicknesses and these diseases. Amen. I have an umbrella of protection. You have an umbrella of protection. We are protected. We, we, supernatural protection from this condition is available to us. And let's hold that umbrella of protection as we go out and as we come in. Let's be rest assured that we are protected supernaturally from these conditions, from this virus. Christ has made a way for us to be protected from it. Christ has made a way for us to be supernaturally protected from it. And that protection is guaranteed by the blood of Jesus. Now, let's go to, let's end it by looking at the other word. The, it says, the Bible says, he made a statute and an ordinance for them. Let's look at that word ordinance. Uh, let's look at that word ordinance quickly and let us end it there. Now, uh, let's look at that word ordinance. Uh, it says, number one, he made there, I'm, got, I'm just going to quickly read it, and then I will uh, explain it, what that scripture means. So, we are beginning to see the basis of the provision of healing for the old covenant saints. And we are seeing that it's based on the cross. And, and if it's based on what, is coming, what was coming at the cross, how much more should we, under the new covenant, enjoy healing and health because of the precious blood of Jesus? Now, let's look at it. So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. He made a statute and an ordinance for them and, and, and said, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians. For I'm the Lord that he led thee. So he says he made an ordinance. We looked at the word statute. Now let's look at the word ordinance. That word ordinance uh, is from the word mishpat and also comes from another Hebrew word shapat and that word means to judge 
So to judge. So it's a judge. It made a judgment for them. And in the Hebrew, uh, in Hebrew, when you say you are judging, we, we misunderstand it. Uh, the Hebrew concept of judgment, judgment means to create order and harmony and to put something where it belongs. That's the Hebrew concept of, 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 of judgment. When the Bible says, uh, for example, look at John chapter 10, 12 verse 31. If you look at John 12, 31, it says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now is the prince of this world cast out. Can you see that? It says, now is the judgment of this world. Then it says the prince of this world is cast out. That's the Hebrew concept of judgment. It says, it's talking about, Christ was talking about himself going to the cross. He says, at the cross, the world will be judged and the prince of this world will be cast out. You see, he will be removed. He doesn't belong legally here. Now he's going to be cast out from our lives. That's the Hebrew concept of judgment. So put things where they belong. So create order and harmony and to put things where they belong. So God was trying to tell Israel that on the basis of this law, I'm going to bring order and harmony into your lives and I'm going to put sickness and disease where it rightfully belongs. It doesn't belong in your midst. If you people will obey me, if you will submit to me, because Christ is going to come at some point into this world and take upon himself your sicknesses and your diseases. If you obey me, then I can guarantee you that sickness and disease does not belong in your midst. I will put it right where it belongs. So we can also apply that to our lives today. That if we walk in the, believe what God has made available to us in Christ Jesus, sickness belongs outside of our lives. It doesn't belong in our lives. It belongs underneath, it belongs underneath us. That's what God was telling Israel. I will put sickness and disease in his rightful place. And where does it belong? It belongs outside the camp. It doesn't belong where you people are. I will make sure it does not come into where you are. The Bible says, I will take sickness and disease away from the midst of you. That's the Hebrew concept of judgment. He said, there he made for them an, a, a statute and an ordinance or judgment and told them, on the basis of this, I will define your relationship with sickness and with disease. Amen. So we can look at that and begin to see that uh, 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 God has, on the basis of that law, says, okay, if you obey me, this is how you're going to be. Sickness will not be where you are. It does not belong amongst you. I'll put it where it rightfully belongs. It belongs outside the camp, you see. So that was what God was telling Israel. He said he made a statute and an ordinance for them. Let's look at one final scripture, and from there we will, uh, we will, yeah, we will conclude. Let's look at one final scripture. Ex um, Isaiah, Isaiah um, 43, 25 to 26. God said to the people of Israel, and I'm going to revisit this again in my next teaching. He said he made an ordinance for them, he made a statute and an ordinance. And I'm beginning to see that the word ordinance means uh, uh, judgment, a basis of judgment. And when God judges something, he puts things, everything, he rearranges things and puts everyone and everything where they belong. So he says, now if, I, if you obey me, I'll make sure that sickness does not belong amongst you. I'll keep it out. I'll keep it out. Why? Because Christ has already, uh, will be bearing it for you down the road. And we, in the new covenant, Christ has already borne sickness and disease for us. So let's look at Isaiah 43. Let's end with Isaiah 43. Isn't it? I said Isaiah 43, 25 to 26. Amen. Isaiah 43, 25 to 26.
6 Let me quickly look at that. Isaiah 43, 25 to 26. Isaiah 43, 25 to 26. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me remembers, let us contend together. State your case that you may be justified. You see, let us contend together. That word contend is the same word we're dealing with here. It's, uh, it's, let's judge the situation together. God is telling, let's handle it together legally. Let's put this situation, let's put this sickness and disease where it belongs together. Let us judge it together. So God is calling upon us to handle it together. You see, God acts on the basis of legal, on the basis of law, on the basis of on legal grounds. There is legal grounds for you to be free from that sickness, from that disease. Say, let us handle the situation together legally. Sickness has no legal right to be in your, in your life. Sickness has no legal grounds to, to attach itself to your, to your body. You see, it has no legal grounds because Christ already borne it for you. God says, let's handle this together. Bring your case up. Begin to state your case. Take your Bible, go before God and say, Christ, Lord, I can see that Christ has borne this sickness and disease on my behalf. I can see that you placed it on Jesus 2,000 years ago. He himself bore my sins and in his own body on the cross, that I have been dead unto sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes I am healed. God says, bring that before me. And together, I will, you and I are going to deal with that situation legally. You declare it and you will be justified. If you declare it, I will say, yes, you are right. Sickness has no right to attach itself to your body. Sickness has no right to attach itself to your physical body. You can declare that. You can say, in the name of Jesus, I have a right to go out and come in and be free from this pandemic. It has no right to fasten itself upon me. It has no right to come upon me in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. On the grounds of the word of God, on the grounds of what Christ has already done for you, you have a right to declare it. You have a right to say it. You have a right to say, no, I claim, I claim deliverance from this condition. I claim deliverance from sickness and disease. I have a right to be free from this condition because Christ has already borne it for me. He says, declare that, that thou mayest be justified. In other words, God says, I want to put that sickness where it rightfully belongs. It doesn't belong in your body. It belongs outside of your body. It belongs underneath your feet. You have a right to walk all over it, to walk in dominion over it. Now I want to put it right there. It doesn't belong on your body. It belongs underneath your feet. It belongs underneath, it belongs underneath your feet. It belongs outside your life. It belongs outside your home. It belongs outside your family. It doesn't belong where you are. That's the meaning of that word, the ordinance. He made for them an ordinance uh, uh, on the basis of, his, uh, of that scripture. He made an ordinance for them and he said, if you will obey me, I will make sure that sickness and disease does not belong in your house, does not belong in your homes, does not belong in your bodies, does not belong in the camp. I will make sure that that sickness and disease stays outside of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.